Hello, welcome to Black Sport. Today we are shining a flashlight to a West African country, wait for it, Nigeria. We are going to discuss the way forward in Nigerian sports community, especially in this coming election 2023. It's been a long time coming, so if this is your first time here on our platform, I say welcome to the African sports community. So please feel free to follow us on all our social media platforms such as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, on the handle at Black Sport. Damn, I mean, I'm spelling it out right now for you. B L A Q S P O R T. Okay, and don't forget, I am your host as always. Internet Black. So, with me here today are two wonderful intellectual individuals, a sports analyst and a football coach. Today is the first time we're having Uche on our platform, so I will allow him go first and introduce himself to the Black Sport community. My name is Uche Naheri. I'm actually based in Abuja, a businessman. I run a logistics company. Aside that, I'm a I'm a sports enthusiast. I, I, I love everything about sports. And if you visit my Facebook page, you will see most of the things I talk about is sports related and all that. But aside that, uh, I'm a businessman. You know, uh, when you talk about businessman, why I brought it in is because usually uh, when you talk about sports, it's about you and I, okay? It's about how mm-hmm. it affects us, how our everyday activities is being affected. So uh, this is something it does not much have to uh, narrow down to people, uh, particular people who are in uh, the sports environment or the coaches or the players. Uh, we're talking about the spectators, people who want to see the industry go. These are people who are really affected by, uh, by the sports event and how we need to have a, a big change in this. So welcome, Uche, to Black Sport, okay? Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Okay, Thank you. Um, one person uh, we have here as our guest, who you already know, is uh, one of the, the big brains in Diamond Football Academy. We're talking about Coach Christopher. Coach Christopher, welcome to Black Sports. Thank you very much. Uh, good evening. Uh, well, I'm now working with, I'm Christopher Luis. I'm now working with AS Roma Academy in Abuja. Yes, you see that? So good thing you have two friends that you stay in Abuja. So you see what it happened. Black Sport just found you both. <laughs> okay. So uh, Christopher, uh, it was been a long time. I, I met Christopher back then when um, he was still uh, a coach in Diamond Football Academy. It's been a long time coming, and um, it's been more. It, it's close like uh, four years now or three years, right, Christopher? Yes, yes, yes. Up to four years now. Yes, it's been a long time, and he's a very, very uh, wonderful, wonderful coach. I've seen his works. He, uh, he's he's a, a person who likes to dedicate his time to his boys, okay? It's always a good thing to see your boys succeed. I hope uh, all of them are making headway, headlines now, Christopher. <laughs> yes, 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 for sure. That's that's where we have to work our, we hawk our sweats to make, make sure we achieve them. Okay, um, 
I'm going to start with you particularly because I believe this uh, connects with you and you are more, uh, I will see, I'll call you people what I, what I say, the stakeholders of the industry because anything that's happening in the industry, in the um, in your own uh, in your own case, talking about the sports industry hits you directly. So in as much as we're directing this uh, in the actual way of uh, the sports, so you are more concerned about the football because he's a football coach and most of the things going to uh, tell us about have to be in, in conjunction to the sports uh, that's football. Now, I need to ask you something. For some years now, uh, you've been a coach. Uh, you've been seeing how the, the economy is, is, uh, is being affected. You also seen, uh, would you think in the near future that the sports uh, industry has a way to, to bring changes to the economy? Well, uh, true, even only if uh, our, our government will have a deeper understanding of what it means to, to venture into sport. Because even when they consider the private sector also coming into partnership, you know, the private sector will definitely ask you a simple question, what will we benefit, what will be our own return when we invest into sport? Because for me personally, I understand I understand the, the, the benefit which is there in sport, whereby when you spend your money into sport development, definitely you have to have a better return from it. But everything has to go with deeper understanding of the government, having a, a cue that definitely this is worth investing into. Okay, so you mean, talking about being investing into, so you think that uh, we need to invest more into the industry for us to get a better return. Is that what you're trying to say here? Yes, yes, yes. Now, okay, now before I, I, I draw into that, okay, let me hold you on that talk. Back in uh, in 2022, the federal, uh, federal government made a budget of $193 billion to be allocated to the uh, 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 to the federal Ministry of youth and, and sports okay this 193 billion was given and out of this 193 billion 315 uh, uh 215 million 83,317 naira was given to uh, uh this was the money that was given to the nysc okay out of this money that was given to the nysc uh, 178 billion. Let me just give a, a round approximate. 178 billion was given to the NYSC out of 193 billion that was given. So we know that when you give 178 billion out of 193, you know you have little or nothing remaining. Am I correct? Yes. So that means out of this, the amount that was given to the uh, Ministry, uh, Federal Ministry of Youth and Sports, was 10 billion. 10 billion. So you have 10 million at your disposal for the Federal Ministry of Youth and Development. And in this fund, you will have a, a, a citizenship and leadership training center, taking a, a weapon of close to 2 billion. And you have the NFF going with just 1.2 billion. And you now have a Nigerian Institute of Sports going with 1, 1 billion. So if you see now that you have money. We can only see that the NFF is only being invested in 1.2 billion. So, do you think, uh, 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 do you think 1.2 billion is enough to turn the NFF around? Uche, uh, what do you think about that, please? Okay. Yes. 
I want to. Hello. We having a, a just like I said, we have uh, 193 billion was allocated in 2022 as the part of the budget for uh, the federal government. And out of this, the NYC took 178 billion because obviously that's the youth, you know. So out of this, we have um, 10 billion was given to the federal ministry of youth and develop and sports. And in this, it was being have to share with different private sectors, in which NFF got 1.2 billion, like they say on paper. So, do you think having 1.2 billion at the disposal is enough to take the uh, uh, NFF to where they are, or being an investment that Christopher talked about earlier? One of the problems I have with uh, Nigerian government is actually not about giving out the money. All the problems I have is majorly being supervised, being supervising what the money is used for. It's not about giving the money, the billions of naira, donating it or giving it to the sports sector, and then say we have given money to the sports sector. It's about supervising it and knowing what the money is actually used. I think that money is enough. It can actually work out something for you if it's the annual budget they donate to sports sector yearly. It can actually be enough to finance to take it to the next level, do whatever they, used, they want to do with it. But the problem I always have with Nigeria NFF and Nigerian government issuing that money, is not about giving out the money. It's actually looking at what that money is being used for, seeing if it's actually effective, seeing if it's actually used for that particular purpose the money was given out for. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. That's where I have... That's where I have the problem. But if it's as for the money, it's okay. I mean, if, if properly invested and used for the right source, the money, it's, it's uh, that particular amount is allocated to the sports industry is good. But the corruption with the corruption happening in this NFF, the NF, um, MP, MPF, and all the sports related industry that has share in that money, will they allow the money to be used for the particular purpose it's you it's meant for? That's where I look at it. Okay. Okay, from when you're drawing your line about uh, whether the money will be, will be going to be used traditionally and be accounted for, the NFL went down to actually give us a breakdown of how this money is actually uh, will be spent. They said um, we have over 109 uh, million will be used to pay salary and wages, and we have 905 million for overhead costs and 225 million for capital projects. Have you ever estimated how this money is going to be spent? Come again, yes, sir. Okay. okay. Come the, in. The salary, NFL broke it down that the salary and wages is going to cost them 109 million. Okay. And we have overhead cost, we're going to be 905 million and, and 225 million for capital projects. So, which means they already know what they are doing. So, let's work in the fact that all this is being accounted for. Do you think that? Or you think there is a, a leakage in here in the sense that what we have, what they've already uh, uh, projected, that this is what they should use to work in 2022, should be effective to take us to where we need to be? Yeah, like I said, yeah, it's effective. That money is actually effective. It's actually take us. After all, Nigeria, I don't think we are hosting any tournaments this year or next year. I don't think we are running any tournaments. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. That, it's a different that, thing that's, when that's, we are hosting tournaments. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I feel the, the, the yes, but I, I don't know because I'm actually not uh, too conversant with. Uh, I'm not actually too conversant with 
economy that's not my strength economy of how the money is going to be what are my major yeah con- my, my major strength is um, um is effectiveness is let me say um marshalling out dutiful like i give the sports industry the federal government has allocated two billion dollars to the sports industry fine and good what can that money what how effective are we able to monitor what that money can it's not about doing everything it's about doing one particular thing that can be very very obvious that can be standard that we can stand out in the next five ten years and say this is particularly what we use that money i think every year the specific money is allocated to the sports industry but i i keep sometimes when i i look at the sports industry i don't see what do with that money what comes out of the money what what we actually do with it and general general like it's not like we don't have the money but what do we do with the money corruption and other things takes place when those monies are these are things i keep saying like you've mentioned to me and said okay this money is actually being pulled and these are the things they say they are doing with the money yes the government yeah. every every year the nff comes out and says this is project this is what we do with the money when you give us this money these are the plans but at the end of the day we don't see what that money is actually meant for like i can list I can list out so many things that okay, <laughs> since uh, Amuju Pinik and the other um, um, NFL and the Nigerian Premier League, some of the things they say okay, we allocate money at the end. I don't think. But when you look at it, sports, um, even in our state level, like uh, Heartland FM just uh, relegated. And if you ask any player in Nigeria, they said we are being old. We have not been paid for the past several months. We are not being paid. And then every day they say the state government, governor, state government has allocated money. We generated this money. We gave it to the sports industry. Who is supervising what this money is used for? Who is looking at it? How is it getting to the grass to the people that this money is meant for? How is this money getting to the people, the areas that this money is meant for? These are areas I look at. I don't look out at ah, we've given the money. The money is there. But what do we do with the money? Have we have we been able to monitor what that money is being meant for? Or do you give out the money to the um the, to the to the sports industry at the end of the you come from back and say hey, I've given out this money it's on the paper right, let's share it within ourselves and give the peanuts and give and I and 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 give and give and give and give and give peanuts and give peanuts to the people who are around so those are things I feel concerned about and these are things sometimes I see. not only in the sports industry in general industries these are things I see so these are where I complain about not about coming on paper and say we are giving 2.7 million to the sports industry at the end of the day you don't have anything to show off for the money i don't know if i'm i'm speaking i'm yes. I'm, i'm speaking up okay so that that's what i'm talking about more especially that's what i'm focused on all right <laughs> Thank you so much Uche. All right, we have to go now on a commercial break. So if you join us now, we are talking on discussing about the way forward in Nigerian sports community, especially in the coming election 2023. And uh, please feel free to follow us on our Twitter handle, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube with the handle at @blacksport. B L A Q S P O R T Black Sport and don't forget it's totally free. <laughs> They say even trust is built. Is built. When it comes to building materials, Edifice Mart is the right brand to trust. 
We sell and supply standard building materials such as PVC ceilings, POP cements and accessories, roofing materials, nails, asbestos ceilings and many more. You can locate us at number 3 Abriba Alai Road, Akara Junction, Ahaba Imeyi, Abia State, Nigeria. Contact us on 080-532-41913 or 080-376-90432. At Office Mart, Sustainable Building Solutions. Solutions. All right, welcome back. This is Black Sport. Okay, so we're here on, on what we're talking about in issue of accountability. Uche has already told us about what we need to to uh, make every project or every allocated force paid out for the sporting industry or the NFL to get to his destination is what accountability. So we need to have more flashlight shown on this part of accountability. Now, there's big, a whole lot of issues that we're having, uh, let's say, some embarrassing moments that we do have with, uh, with this sector, okay? I could remember the 2021 uh, Atio Cup won, the Bayasa United said they were not paid, it's in 5 million. I know, yes, in 2021 Cup, Atio Cup, they were not paid. And also, um, LMC is yet to pay the Nigerian Premier Football League champion, Upper United, 60 million. This part of the things we had. They might have done it now, but what do we do to stop this reoccurrence of we've not been paid? We've not, does it mean that these funds were not set out for? Or we had a tournament without setting out the funds that need to be given or the, the, the prize money? Is it the case here, uh, Christopher? Can you please tell us? You've already understand. You've organized tournaments. You, you organize. You've organized a whole of. Uh, you're part of a team to organize a, a, a tournament at the state level. I need to understand, please. Do people start? Do is it a time people start competition without setting aside the prize money, please? Well, you know, just like uh, Mr. Charles really pointed out that supervision is key towards this uh, money being, uh, being invested on the sporting sector. And you see that uh, the, it is the athletes that suffers this pain, where, whereby they play a whole season and then maybe they're going for a competition, go for the World Cup, go for the qualifiers. Then at the end of the day, they're not being given tippings for their effort. It is the athletes that suffer for it. I remember when uh, the glue was invited into sponsoring of the MPFL. Even the MTN came in. But you see that we are still struggling with sponsorship because at the end of the day, this club, these uh, companies comes in with their own resources. They keep asking that question. If we invest this money on sports here in this country, what do we benefit? At the end of the day, you see that they bring out this money, but some people will still conserve this money to themselves. So that at the end of the day, it is the clubs that suffer it. Mm. Wow, wow. This is, it, it's really, mm. I need to understand now. Does it, okay, now, I, I, I believe a whole lot of things that are being said here is what we don't have control all over. Okay, so mm. that means we need, we need uh, uh, these uh, so-called leaders, they are actually contesting for presidential uh, 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 tickets, come to 23. This, there should be a mandate. There should be something say that 
if you are being if you're organizing a, a, a tournament there should be a stipulated amount this money should be here Yes, it has been set aside because this is not the first time this has happened before. It's not the second and it's not the third. We have seen situations whereby uh, 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 we see players going to tournaments and at the, at the end, they were not even made reservation for their hotels. <laughs> it, 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 this, is, this is huge and it, it, it's causing us some international embarrassment and people think to overlook this. Uh-huh. So, so it, now that it's like this, I want to know the clubs now, like where you are, what do you think, what do you think that the government can do better to have a better, uh, uh, um, let me say, a smooth administration or to better the lives of these kids that are only fighting so hard to be the best out of themselves? Well, I, I need to say this. Uh, I know that education is key to achieving success. But the key to our own sport development is vision. If the mm -hmm. leaders don't have that vision of what mm -hmm. they really want in sports, they can't get it. Vision is key. So speaking mm -hmm. of vision, uh, Uche, I can see you already humming that, yeah, like that's key. So when you have any kind of vision, you see, uh, uh, I use a whole lot of business kids out there who has nothing else than football, no, no hope else than basketball, no hope else than uh, 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 badminton. So I want to know, what do you think the government can do differently? Because obviously we'll be doing the same thing over and over again. I don't see, I've been uh, to some different academies. I've not seen the, the, the torch of the federal government in there. I've not seen them feel it because I believe at some point they need to be cared for. Okay, these clubs they raise some money. Okay, let's go in, in, in a big way. Um, let me ask you, Chris. Do you register your club? If you want to have a club, do you need to register with the uh, sports council? Good, fine. Is there anything the sports council does for these clubs that register? Is there any incentives? What do they provide for all these clubs that they register with them? Nothing. Nothing. Are you kidding me? So you're telling me that I wake up one morning and I organize some kids, I take care of them and I register a club with them and I do nothing and they do nothing for me and I get uh, uh, at the end of the day anything I get I need to actually what still renew my contract yes. or do yes. you renew all those? Do you renew them? Yes, yeah, every year. So every year you put the money into the box and nothing comes in for you nothing so you, you know that me is, that is you know there is there is one thing which bothers me the more with is how do we generate funds from sports because mm. you see that in the european country they they understand the system very very well they understand how to generate money from sports but looking at our own country they i think it's more difficult for us to know to have that deeper understanding of how do we generate direct income from sports Okay, speaking of how to generate a cup, which I believe this this where you as a businessman, you you've seen how business been turned around. Can you actually yeah. give us some insight where you think that we can actually make our our sports industry more attractive? I know in this case we have to take football as a case study, so that we actually narrow it down mm -hmm. to a particular point. So how do you think we can make our our league interesting? How do you think we can generate funds? All right. Um, 
coming into how we can generate funds for our league and then our sports sectors and club private owners, club owners or amateur league owners, all those, you know, like um, the, co um, the coach Christopher is trying to say how he's trying to build his um, club and all that. I'll, as a businessman, I'll bring my business ideology into it. I think if make it to leave government aside, government is actually very, very occupied. Trying to bring government have a, a limit to what they can do. Like, if for instance, if I'm opportune to have a club tomorrow where I groom young people, or if I'm opportune to have a club just like the club owners in the Premier League have. I think yeah. one of the things for, for a Nigerian club owner, let me bring it down to Nigerian club, and then why use Premier League as a case mm. study? I will advise them to leave the government. In as much as the government, you know, government has so many things. In the like, first of all, the other day I posted a picture on my Facebook page where I was trying to tell you that one of the problems I think club owners in Nigeria have, football club owners have in Nigeria and the other sports sectors have, is one of the things they lack is package. Like, I showed you a picture where an Enugu Rangers player went to sign a professional contract wearing a singlet. The background was even someone's inside. In it's not, those things make the leave non-attractive. When I come, I come, I said, I said, I said, I said, imagine someone who wants to invest into this club and he sees this thing. He said, I'm on this people. Be like, say, it's like saying, nah, nah, back here thing. I'll be this one. It's smoky, both finish one come, sign club. There is no attractiveness in it. But your little club attractive, like you put stage lights and everything, make it look just like the way South Africans made their league. Not like South Africa has the best league. Not that they play the best football, but the way they package their league. I don't know if you have been opportune to watch a South African league match. Yeah. And the way they organized their team. Yeah, yeah. Not, not like they play the fans. Not like they won champions or they have any fans. But the way they organize and package their leagues. These clubs, they attract foreign investors to their team. Because you make it look like it's a standard club. The structures are already well set. They are not looking... Yeah, if the government wants to... The way you package your club will even attract the government into to come and look into what you are doing. You are the way your club structure works, the way the, the, the things are packaged, it, it brings people scouts, it attracts scouts. Not because you have not because if you go to northern Nigeria, because I've been opportunity to go to Zamfara, I see God, I see boys who play good football. You see left-footed outside boys who play good football, but because they are not being able to package that that little brand they have into something the world can see. They are not looking at, they are still looking at government to come into, but because they have not been able to package it, nobody is able to see them or see the kind of talent they have. So I, I encourage league owners or club owners, small club owners to actually leave the government if they want to make a business out of it. Create a YouTube channel, create a Facebook channel, Instagram, pay money, probably side this in, post up videos of your best talent, make it look attractive, bring the best i think when you keep doing this and tagging other foreign club owners like um all these club owners and all that you cannot be able to attract put eyes in your club when you even go to government you say you tell to you talk to government officials who you want to who, want, who you want the person or any sports minister or any sport lover there are sports people there are a lot of people who are ready to invest into, into sports in Nigeria. you talk to them you say look at our facebook channel facebook channel look at where we have gone look at things we have done look at our football stars 
all we need is this bring this into our club bring this and this is what we can be able to generate i think this thing attracts more foreign people attracts i into the club if i yuba was able to attract west ham into his club attract sponsorship into his club because of the way he organized that team I don't know if they have still have that beautiful because it, at, at, at a time if you pass uh, Oba FC was kind of there's this posh attitude they have like their boss I don't know if you have an opportunity to see the boss the hotel yeah. where they stay the, the stadium where they play their uniform I mean everything becomes posh I mean because they were able to with that they attracted some investors some sponsorship into their club I mean you can't actually after looking at that signing of that Enugu Rangers player, I was like, if I want to invest in a club, I can't invest into Enugu Rangers because it looks so local. You saw the, the pictures when I posted yeah, it, and yeah. you were saying, I, you yeah. said, ah, it's, it's normal. I told you that because you said Neymar did it. I said because Neymar did it. You're talking of PH that is a world standard club, a standardized club. But we are average club because Neymar did it. You allow somebody who you want to sign into your club to come and sign with toothpick in his mouth, sitting in the <laughs> <laughs> and sign a professional contract. Tell me if you are, if tell me if you are a Chelsea owner or you are Edith and you want to invest in that club. And somebody showed you a picture. Look at, look at someone who wants to sign that. I said, would you like to invest in such club that has this kind of doesn't have any standard content? I mean, okay. that's what I'm trying to say. On that point, on that point, mm. on that point, on the dressing point, I, I need to tell you something about. Um, there's one thing I've actually done in in some things. I know that the problem we have, uh, most of the problem we have in the Nigerian EPL is the absence of online presence. Okay, we are we are a little bit. Although we are trying over the years, uh, uh, these few years they try it, and uh, the league management companies actually trying to uh, bring up to date um, and get things done. But I want to tell you about that signing aspect of it. Let me explain to you what is happening here. There was no okay. media, there was no media coverage at all. These are just young boys trying to make themselves look big. These are, these are just young boys trying to actually what, create something out of nothing. Okay? You can't expect a, a boy that will just know that he's been signed to, uh, let's just say, uh, 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 let me use an example, maybe uh, Aqua United. Mm-hmm. Nothing was, it was just like, ah, you've been signed to, nothing. The boy had to create something. In his own house, have to create something and post just, <laughs> just for his own personal happiness. Yes, yes. You understand? Mm. So I understand yeah. the fact that nothing was done. I remember those days I was just trying to uh, uh, help some players when I was trying to also promote a whole lot of players, just like Chisum Chikatra. Uh, okay, you ended up that. These guys are good players. They've signed. They signed their teams. But when you look at, okay, you want to get some few information, you find that there is no uh, record. There is no record. I can bet you now. I know uh, uh, LMC is trying to put some record into place, but you can't tell me. If I, I tell you now. Can you please get me the record of someone who plays in uh, Shooting Stars? Their striker in Shooting Stars. In the year 2022, or you just far back from 2018, give me the start of his goals. It's going to be a difficult thing. I was the one pursuing a player and keeping count of his goals. Do you know how stressful it is? Yeah. I, well, from, from, from this point you just met, uh, there is a friend of mine, a, a big coach, uh, Oscar. I think he was the manager of uh, Boosdor. 
Yeah. He, he once told me and said, eh, Chris, have you checked my, my name on, on Google? I said that there was a goal he scored when he was in US, uh, that the school still have his data uh, information, even on Google. And we, when I did that, I was like, wow, this is so amazing. Mm. So this is really embarrassing, but at some point, I get your point, Uche. We're talking about this packaging, but at this point, what, what we should not, uh, talk about is we've done a whole lot for ourselves. What is the government really to do for us? The idea of all this is to do, is to bring to attention of all these uh, 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 our candidates for the presidential uh, uh, seats. You need to look forward, look into this. Okay. You, Things have gone past whereby you went for budget from the sports. What is the community? What does the sports community need? What exactly do they need? Okay, sir. I would. Okay. Yeah. Okay, sir. I would really want because uh, I think the question you threw at me was how do we make money outside? Because that's yes. that's the question you threw at me. You threw me how do we make money outside the sports yes. industry? And what I wanted, what I what what I went straight is for because. I, I went straight because looking at from the part of the country where, and I yeah. used British, uh, this Premier League as as as, um, as, as a yeah. case study because club owners in Britain like um, um, Manchester United, Chelsea, Liverpool, all these were owned by, if you check out, I don't know, just recently, Chelsea, they were all foreign owners. Before those clubs became foreign owners and people began to keep coming to the country to buy clubs and sponsor and put their money, I think first of all what they did was to make it attractive. I didn't yes. think I don't I don't think it's actually and I don't think if I, if you read the history of Premier League, which I have done, Premier League was not actually first of all those clubs. This was first of all owned by communities, communities exactly. coming together, putting money together and say we own this club. It was after people the club became so big people begin to invest into the club that's when the english introduced what they called the english premier league fa because okay people are that's when they begin to put eyes in it so i brought i brought the 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 case study back home i said if we can actually begin to look outside the government and try to put in between ourselves we can actually as uh, mr christopher is we can actually meet somebody who has money show him the standard he has gone with his club with the packaging and say okay can we do this thing there is money in this and i'm sure that there are a lot of people who are out there who are ready to invest in club but one of the things i highlighted was that how far have you gone with your your sports organization how far have you gone with your club that can actually attract someone to say okay this person has gone far let's you know put money in there and see how far we have gone that club what it does here is fantastic. I've actually interviewed him. What it does, let me give you a case study, um, um, Coach um, Christopher. And I would like you to, if you, I know you might actually be doing this, or maybe you have heard of this. It's, it's actually more, is educating to learn. What it does is, before he registered, with Coca-Cola, he has partnership with other people. He built the club to a standard. Before you get your... There's, it's not even like you just you just go and bring that money has to do with he builds a data as a child he start getting he builds a data for you gets you an international have have your own data growing up as a pro he creates a YouTube channel where he introduces these children if if you are he, there's club in a child in this club you all know that. You are you are coughing out a whole a good a good sum of five hundred thousand naira to a million naira because 
every every summer he takes them Ghana, he takes them to Africos, he takes them to South Africa, just for I mean the way the, he has built his standard, this small I if, if I, I could act, I don't know. Yeah, um yes. the, so, here, hello. I'm yeah, with you. I, I believe we're having some uh technical issues here. Okay, is it a bit static? Okay, all right. So um basically what Uche has tried to be saying um is uh his network in here is really bad. We're having some inception in here. So he's trying to talk about how we need to package okay these clubs, okay, these academies. So the club owners need to have to look do more, do more and get their club up to standard. You quite on the track, a whole lot of the track needs to be done. They need to have to abuse uh Create what we call have social media presence, okay? Have your data out there, have your YouTube channels all working, have everything, mm-hmm. everything up to standard. Then what you want, seek to what to have all these uh, investors coming. Invest- but yes. Now let's talk about this in a different way. You forget that before you'll be able to be registered into the Premier League, you need to have passed all their checklists. Am I correct? Yes, you are, sir. Good. Now, if they are past all their checklists and you check them to be part of the team, I'm talking about uh, a Premier League team now. Let's look mm-hmm. at a Premier League team now. Mm-hmm. They have done all they need to do. What is the government doing? I'm not really here talking about, you show that as it is in the country now, almost a quite number, almost 70% or less is being owned by the government. The clubs are being owned by the government. The state governments, I mean. We're talking about the state like Hartland is being owned by the state government. Abia, you have a state like uh, Abia War is being uh, owned by the government. Enimba is being owned by the government. Kanu Pillars is being owned by the government. Uh, only quite a few of them that uh, have been uh, are private sectors. And you find that in all of these, we're having so many issues of non-payment when it has to do with what? The government. The government. So, the ones that are owned by the government are the ones that have been the Exactly. Issues. Exactly. And you can't throw this away, okay? You can't, you can't actually throw this away. I know yes. when it comes to about, if you check all these independent clubs that are being owned by private sectors, they are quite doing well in terms of packaging. They have the way to well present their teams in a very, very wonderful way. I know Ikrodu yeah. United, they are doing yeah. a very good job. They were putting their teams all, all on go TV then before yeah. they, they went for relegation. Yeah, so if I buy FC too. If you buy is actually doing the same thing, a whole lot of them, uh, 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 MFM. But you understand okay. that, yes, yes, it yes, still yes. it still boils down to what is the government giving. You can't see, you can't take this away. The government needs to be practically involved. They need to be what involved in view to make things turn uh, 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 turn around. You can't be telling me that you having a team that you're going to. You don't have to uh, a team. For a whole long time, uh, 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 match fixing or some areas seems to have been a problem that has gone. Okay, no problem. I've seen Nigeria have done a whole lot in that. But these days, referees are still scared to officiate matches. You understand? They, you can't. You can't. Invest, the whole lot you need to invest in. Apart from that, the security of the, of the okay of the uh, of, of the officials need to be intact. Okay, and how good is the officiating? How, uh, what is the integrity level of these uh, uh, officials? So, uh, Christopher, can you please narrow me down a little bit and discuss to us how do you think that 
the government can effectively turn around the the the, the Premier League. Okay, I'm going to abuse the Premier League now because whereby they, they have all this, they, they assume to have been in the standard that they need to register and participate. What do you think they need to do? Obviously, we have a sponsor that they have for them. No more uh, goal of the year, goal of the month is not being done. We don't have a uh, best player of the uh, of the tournament is being given. I could remember. Uh, at some point, Nigeria Premier League does not count assist. Does not give an assist award. No, 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 no. Only highest goal scorer. Yes. Only highest so, goal scorer. Yeah. Now, this is what I'm talking about. So, what are you doing? Where is the motivation? Where is the motivation? If I, I bet you anybody that has an assist in Nigeria, there's no record of that. Not but all, let, not let, all. Let, me, let, let me let me let me ask this question. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now, uh, the club owners, which uh, the clubs which are being owned by the government. Now, when the club chairman do make transfers of their players, for example, let's assume Enyimba, who have just mm. sold uh, uh, Ulisema to a club, I think, in like, Libya, I think so. so. So, do they make their returns to the to the government? Or the chairman takes the money for himself? Oh, okay, this is a club money, in, obviously. In case, in case study of Enyimba, Enyimba is actually, uh, there is a way the system in Enyimba runs. It's not actually totally 100% state government owned. I think the one the state government owns is the 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 Abia Warriors. Well, I think but, any, the state, the, but the state government but the state government still disburse money for their salary. Yeah, yeah. The, the way the way Abia Abia um the way Eimba works, if I'm not mistaken, because I've been able to read the structure is I think is 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 a club that deals with uh, it has to do with shareholders. It's not exactly. only owned by the states. Where do the they, money they are, go to? Where do now, money I think, go to? I think, I think when, a, when, a, when a player is being sold, yes. they, 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 they divide the money according to the percentage of the share you, you have in uh-huh. the club. So I think the state government has about 30% or 25% or something like that. So they get percentage about on how. Then aside that, when they pay the salary, that's why he hardly gets a Yimba's a football club salary being owed. They are, are when a club is sold, there's a specific amount, it just run like a limited company. There is a specific amount that is kept, or there's a specific amount of money that is donated by each shareholder every month for players' maintenance, salary structure, and that's specific. That's I'm just giving a case of how a football club runs. It's not totally yeah. dependent on the Abia State government. There is a specific amount of money each investor pays into AIMBA's account every month. So that's the reason why it hardly has this. You hardly get this, uh, and that's why Imba has always been firm, standing strong for a long time. That's why there's always they, they hardly have these issues of we, you are owing, we are owing. I think even if they have, I don't think it's it's actually the way they owe Abia Warriors or other big big clubs like that. That's where as how Imba structure. I don't think it's personally owned by Abia State Government. There are other like I know Ojiz Okalo has shares in it. Other big people have shares in Imba Football Club. So at the end of the if a player is sold. Everybody gets the money according to the sheer The club is also um, at every month there's a specific amount you also pay into the club for the club maintenance and all that. That's the case study of AIMBA. That's what okay. I mean. Okay, speaking yes. of club maintenance, now you've actually made your point now in all round that everything now boils down to the club owners. Okay. And I believe that some mm. states have their own structures in which they, they tend to own uh, old players and, and that needs to be addressed. Now 
in this case now, what the, do the government need to do? This is still my own point of be driving down to the grassroots because if the club owners are the ones taking care of the responsibility and the risk, where do the federal government or the state uh, uh, government bear now the risk? Now, let me give you some instance of where they need to come in. Number one, you know for sure that when they organize a tournament, okay, how much are you investing? How much, how attractive are you investing in that tournament? That's number one. Number two, how attractive is it? What is your TV right? How are you going about that? The, at, at this point, in this level, I don't. it's too bad that most of the Premier League matches are not being televised. You passports uh, get to pick like one or two in a, in a to show, or pick one to show. At this step that we are, all of them need to be televised. In that way, it will, it will reduce the rate of, uh, of, of poor officiating. Because I believe whenever it's been televised, these officials tend to be in their best. Okay, they are being covered by the by, uh, by the uh, what do you call it by the clubs, but at the national level, it's not being nobody's watching it. It's just a, a more like a, a, a record from the from the club owner, the joint record that came. We need to have this televised. That means the government needs to bring comment about giving us the TV rights because this is the only way you make money. Premier League, all these uh, Premier League in, in England, all these big clubs in South Africa, they end their money all, all because of the TV rights. If you go to South Africa, you know that almost all their matches are being televised. And, if, and guess what? If you're sending the player out of South Africa, you're sending them almost at the same level you're sending those in, in, in Europe. They're very, very expensive. You can't buy a South African player like they are very, very expensive. Expensive, yeah, it's true. Just yeah, because they have all their matches have been shown, they've been televised. And now, transparency in, in, in the transfer markets needs to be addressed also. We can't know how much what you and the way players are moving up and down as if there is no documentation. Okay, you see a player playing for this, the next time he's playing for this player in this club, no contract is being signed. Sometimes play player so it's, it's, a, it's a minimal, a, a, a whole lot of things need to be done to it. But in terms of the improvement, which I need to portray us about is the TV rights. So do you think, how do you think, the businessman, I'm talking about you now, right now. Okay. okay? How do you think we can make our, our league to be attractive, to have people come over to, to see this man, have people tune in, have people uh, subscribe? to watch this what do you think we need to do to have our, our numbers our views up okay uh first of all i think like uh you said earlier on the money that has been bought and all that sports industry in nigeria how much and money has been budgeted to them and all that and i keep saying that some of the issues we have is supervision knowing what that money Sports uh, minister, sport directors, sport coordinators in the in, in the state, federal, local levels to look into, and then come up with something. Then I also um, will say the main focus of uh, each NF um, um, Nigeria, um, NF president we have ever had in Nigeria, their focus usually has to do with the super egos. 
their focus, the focus of every NFL chairman we have ever had in Nigeria from the days of all of them. They have always focused on how the Spice Eagles are going to win the Nations Cup, how the Spice Eagles are going to win, go to the World Cup, or possibly do what, um, do good in the World Cup, how we're going to scout players. And then I now take a case study to go to Cameroon. Since the appointment of uh, Samuel Eto, yeah. you and I will also know the effect and the, what the role he has played in both the local leagues, not only the local leagues, both the female local leagues, not only the female local leagues, the junior under 17 leagues and other rural leagues, he has been he has imposed himself himself deep into it. So this is where I fought the, the NFL chairman in Nigeria, where we have. I think his focus has always been on super egos. How they do I I, I can't remember the I have have, I, have you ever seen Amuju Pinik attend a woman's nations cup before have you seen him in the in a female nations cup or any of this tournament except when he has to do with men i think i, I can't count how many times i've seen so yeah, they have not been able to impose themselves much if we can have a touring nfl president who takes it upon himself to say today i'm going to watch cano pillars i'm going to kaduna i'm going to watch cano pillars this will reduce match fixing this will reduce stadium fight because you can't have an F nfl president coming to watch your match and that day you decide to misbehave yeah. i don't know if you get what i'm saying now you imagine when the, you can if you, if the nfl president and his team can impose themselves into our league like nfl president say today i'm going to yimba i'm going to watch the yimba the premier league in yimba and when if nfl president decide that okay i'm going to this particular place to watch he said ticket is free you our NFL, our Premier League could actually start having. We always look at NFL president is has. I, I don't think Nigerian um, 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 football federation president has visited or participated in or going to watch any 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 Nigerian league match. Their concentration has always been super egos qualify for World Cup, super egos qualify for <laughs> win Nations Cup. That has always been their interest, and which is not actually their main job. Their main job has to do with the Premier League, the Nigerian, anything has to do with Football League in general. So if they can actually impose themselves more in the league, it will make our league attractive. If they can actually put sanctions, put eyes, put orientation, just like the South African has done, just like Samuel Eto is trying to change the face of football in Cameroon now, I think Nigeria, the Cameroonian League is becoming more attractive by the day. If we can have a more active um, um, for, sport federation president who is who can be more vibrant like that i think to become more attractive who can actually not only go around to look for ambrose somebody who come and play for the super egos but rather go out scout out for investors call people from south africa or brazil or say come and invest into our football club come and invest into our league this is what you have bring some people who like dstv was established by south africans and i know dstv is not a partnership with Premier League, other other leagues. If we can have an NFL president who can go into partnership with other TV stations and then bring them here in Nigeria and say, especially for sports, and say, please look into our sports, televise our sports. This is the percentage you are going. I think our league will become more attractive. Another. This is where we can be able to start generating money, make our leagues more attractive, and have an NFL who can impose himself more into the league. I think we actually need to look on instead of looking at only 
the Super Eagles qualifying for World Cup, Super Eagles and all that, and then trying to bring foreign players who come and represent us. These are many things that you can actually send um, NFL scouts to go and do, but he is always doing it so that he will get the money to travel around and all that. So these are things I see in the Nigerian Premier League. I said, man, if we continue like this, I don't think this will work. Thank you. All man. right. All right. Thanks so much for that. So we've been able to narrow down our things that we need to actually get our industry get the attra- attention that they need them such as packaging them very very well accountability is very very important and giving it the vision uh it needs to actually attend to the heights that we need so having the tv rise so we need the government to actually what invest more on having uh, uh the, the the matches being televised getting more channels solely for for tv uh, uh, for tvs uh for premier leagues for nigerian premier leagues having TVs designed only just for the sports uh, 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 industry to help us know that people out there are watching and that way we create content to narrow down to this effect. So now we're about running up, so I need um, Christopher to tell us as a, as a young coach who is actually taking care of uh, uh, wonderful kids, achieve their dream. And also, I need you to explain to us, what do you think the government can do? What do you think that you need the, the, the sports council to do to help your, 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 your academy, to, to, to help your boys? You, the, because you're already there, you're a practical person, you know what you need. Just can you please explain to us what you need to have this sorted for you guys, please? Okay, I think personally, let me start off from the angle of uh, let me start from the angle of uh, coaching education. Uh, you know, ever since uh, we had the last coaching course that came from the CAF was, uh, if I'm correct, this came about 2015 or 2017 or thereabout. That was the last time we ever had the CAF A coaching course, and ever since then, a lot of coaches have bought the form for a CAF course which is yet to be held. As of last year, that's when we had the CAF instructor course taking uh, taking course here in Abuja. But ever since then, we are yet to have any of those uh, programs taking course. But when we look at other countries like Ghana, last month have a CAF C course, and also uh, Ivory Coast, a lot of African co- countries have been having these uh, courses. So coaching education in now, our country has really been a problem. And thank God for H and B Global Sports who have really, really helped educate our coaches with the modern day coaching courses, and Hero uh, University who have also been of help with uh, of the coaches here in Nigeria. So I think coaching education is also key because without a proper coaching education, there is no way you have quality players here in this country or yeah. having a good game to watch on TV because it's what you learn, it's what you teach, and. Considering our infrastructures, let's get down to our infrastructures. We have over how many stadiums in this country, but how many of them are working? So the infrastructure mm-hmm. is also a key problem in the country. And mm-hmm. now you consider the equipment, the equipment here in our country. Well, it's what we have, it's what we use. But there are still more. There are still more. Uh, only few clubs that, that, that are even in the Premier League that you will see them using a catapult, which is used to extract uh, players, uh, their work rates on the training pitch, their work rates even on matches. Only few clubs in Nigeria, like Remo, Van Dreza, few clubs, name them few. 
that has those kind of equipment. But these are equipment that will keep those players on gear, on top-notch gear, which they can always compete with their peers there in Europe. So we're having the problem of infrastructure, spiraling of the coaching education, problem mm. of uh, incentive, proper incentive mm. on these players. Like, like Uchi has said, the, the, mm. the money is there, but the, the distribution and the salvation is not there. But at the end of the day, like for the for example, the under, under 20 girls who went for the World Cup in uh, Morocco, I think, like mm. those girls went for the World Cup. Coming back, though it wasn't a problem of the NFL, but now they had to slip down at the airport. Even when the news went viral, it was a big mess to the Federation. Wow, that, that's bad, honestly. That's, it's really so, bad. So right, there must be a proper check. There must be a proper check on, 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 our, on our sporting sector. All right, thank you so much, Christopher. So, Christopher, uh, in Lockshire, can you please tell us about your role um, in your present uh, uh, capacity, please? Well, currently I'm working with uh, AS Roma Academy, the U15 category, and and definitely we are trying to push those boys, giving them our very best to make sure that they can really compete. So my role here is just to design training programs for the under-15 and then take, take it out on them. Okay, so far so good. Um, what would you say is the most, uh, uh, let us say, most challenging part of your work, please? Well, <laughs> the most early part of my job is always, uh, well, how would I say, is having those kids around me. <laughs> I know, uh, 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 moving, having a kid to do what you want is really another thing. I know what it means. Human being is one of the most difficult people to work with. <laughs> it's not about kids here. I understand. All right, it's so, so, so um, wonderful having you on our show again. Um, Christopher, all right. Um, Uche, thank you so much. Uche is a, a football thank and a businessman alongside. Um, thank you. It's so wonderful today. And I must say, I really, I really enjoyed your whole time here. So, um, thank you. On a rundown of what we just had today, talked about we need them to be uh, accountability, vision, and packaging, and also. Um, the TV rights need to be actually be looked into on how to have us more on, on big squares, infrastructure and equipment, and also incentive to actually what, give a pull to the younger ones. So uh, we'll wrap up here at Black Sport. Don't forget, wherever you are in Africa, in Asia, in Europe, in America, wherever you are, Black Sport will find you. All right. So have a wonderful evening. All right. Thanks so much for coming. Thank you very much. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Bye. They say even trust is built. Is built. When it comes to building materials, Edifice Mart is the right brand to trust. We sell and supply standard building materials such as PVC ceilings, POP cement and accessories, roofing materials, nails, asbestos ceilings and many more. You can locate us at number 3 Abriba Alai Road, Akara Junction, Ahaba Imeyi, Abia State, Nigeria. Contact us on 080-532-41913 or 080-376-90432. At a fist mart, sustainable building solutions. Solutions. Solutions.